welcome to another episode of We're Not Wizards. My name's Richard, I will be your host through October. It's spooky time. It's sneaking about time. It's potentially, if you're on the other side of the law, it's potentially not only sneaking about, but maybe potentially, maybe, you know, lifting things out of people's pockets, maybe slightly stealing other things, maybe planning something like a, a robbery or a heist or something like that. But you've got to watch out, because if you do get caught by the police, um, you've got to make sure that your band is tight, that, that nobody is going to talk, that nobody is going to end up being a snitch. Because joining me today from Slight Games, um, we're going to be talking about the um, the, the Kickstarter project called, called Snitch, and to tell us all about it, to tell us about the mechanics, and to tell us a bit about themselves, I've got Robert, I've got Hi. And I've got Sean from Slight Games. So, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good yeah. evening. Good. How is how is all doing? You well? Yeah, we're excited. Yes. Yes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was wondering if we can't see each other, how do we ask questions? So I was wondering if you know if you're gonna. <laughs> I was going to say, if you want to answer a question, just raise your hand. And then I realised that that's not going to work either because, you know, nobody can see each other. So that's just going to fail drastically well. Um, the campaign is it's doing quite well. I mean, you are, um, you've got 18 days to go. You are about what, over 80% at the target just now. Yeah, um, so kind of what's, what's kind of mood light in camp at the moment? Hi. Uh, well, we're just watching the numbers and making sure that we, we make it and we can bring the game to all the backers that have supported us. Thank you, all the backers. Yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you, everybody who's back so far. Um, I guess for everybody who's joining us for the first time, um, hello and thank you for joining us. The reason that we do this is because um, we've done over 200 of these episodes now and uh, our intention is to keep on going like... Uh, an iceberg until it maybe hits a ship. And in order to do that, we want to bring you the kind of the best guests and the best content that we can find. So um, I put a little shout out on the Kickstarter Facebook page and asked if anybody was interested in coming on and talking about their project. And uh, Hi said, yeah, we've got a project just now. Is there any chance you could fit us in? And uh, we've chatted back and forward and we've worked on it, and which is why these lovely gentlemen are on the other end of the internet web's talkie pipe, as you would say. Um, so, tell us. I mean, for yourselves. I mean, have you all been? Have you all been kind of like gaming, gaming long? I mean, how how do I mean how did you get to know know each other? First of all, how did you kind of all all meet? I guess yeah. is probably the best question. Uh, we were all at university, and um, uh, I literally found myself living next to High in first year. Um, and then mm -hmm. got to know the other two guys, Sean and Michael, who are the co-founders mm -hmm. behind Slight. And uh, and actually, it was at university that we pretty much got to playing board games and starting off pretty much with Settlers of Catan, as is probably a relatively common journey. <laughs> um, I don't know. Game I, I don't know. Sure it wasn't Monopoly. No, gosh. Well, yeah, was a few, a few very bad games of Monopoly. There were some D-reg versions of Monopoly that occurred. Oh, yeah. Have you played Monopoly? <laughs> I already erased that from my memory. <laughs> Wow. I honestly don't remember that. Lot, so we woke up the leverage. next morning. <laughs> woke up the next morning. Yeah. Went, guys, what did we do? What did we do? <laughs> well, I've got this. Oh man, I, th I think, I think we played Monopoly. Oh, <laughs> oh, you've got that traffic code. I have, but I've also got the little silver doggy next to me on my pillow. I don't know what the doggy did. Did it just? I mean, <laughs> did it turn? Was it like a kind of a social thing? kind of like an easy way for you guys to kind of introduce yourselves to each other and kind of get to know each other was to play like a board game and have a chat and, and, and it was that kind of, did it kind of help your guys' kind of friendship at the beginning? Perhaps. I think... Hellbarkinder. Yeah. I think it actually started off with <laughs> a cooking session, I believe. Let's not start with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these these I, three turned up and literally trashed the kitchen, and I got left to clean it up. That was how I first met them. That was a true start to friendship. Yeah, and then we became friends. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> Pancake day. Yeah. It's obviously, somebody's not quite got over the whole trash in the kitchen thing because there was a little bit, 
detected a little bit, potentially a small amount of bitterness still there, kind of in in the yeah. background. Did you, I mean, did you play kind of staying board games throughout kind of university together? I mean, what were, you, what were you guys studying, first of all? Were you all studying the same thing or were you doing different kind of, kind of subjects, Sean? So I was computer science. Ah, right, okay. I did maths and computer science. And I did okay. philosophy, politics and economics. Ah, right, okay, okay. And Mike, so was, just all you Mike can... was straight maths. <laughs> ah right, okay. Who's <laughs> the odd one out? In. I all of you. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, did you continue with the board games kind of throughout university then? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, we played all sorts of different things. Made up a few mm. of our own kind of short card games as well. All probably, right, okay. Because by third year we were making up very weird. Complicated <laughs> games using a fifty-four card deck. Yeah. So, so there's a laugh there. So tell me about these games. I want to give us an example of one of these games that you put together, guys. Well, I think one of the lesser successful ones was a racing game. We tried to which you right. not name. Yeah, which we for, <laughs> for copyright reasons cannot name. But it was uh, as what's the word? The desire to go fast, shall we say? Uh, oh, is it Need for Speed? Oh, well, okay. Need for Speed. Uh, you said uh, it, uh, not, yeah. not us. <laughs> okay, that's f- they're not going to come after me. Again. Need for Speed, Need for Speed, Fast and Furious. You know, I mean, what are they going to do? <laughs> not got any money. You know, yeah. it's not like we're going to profit over Need for Speed. I mean, let's face it, the last game was fairly terrible, guys. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. let's talk about we just cinematics and your kind of slightly disappointing kind of driving kind of thing so mm. need for speed need for speed so you did a need for speed game obviously copyright to whoever that is yeah well um, the copyright wasn't the issue the issue was that there was a really terrible game but yeah, it had lots true. of nit- <laughs> it had lots of nitrous in it but that turned <laughs> out didn't, didn't make you know isn't what makes need for speed good <laughs> half the deck nitrous <laughs> yeah literally. i think so yeah yeah <laughs> But Did somebody just go, what can we do to make this better? Oh, we could add more nitrous oxide. And it's like, yeah, okay, let's have <laughs> yeah, so let's we... have 27 cards in the deck. <laughs> and then we figured out, yeah, that, that's not, yeah, that didn't make the game better. <laughs> did you, I mean, was it primarily, did you primarily stay around card games because they were easy to kind of put together because of the cost? I think it was cause kind of branching out into kind of other types of games. Was that kind of like, well, starting to get more complicated, you need to get, you know, spend a little bit of time kind of putting stuff together. Is that is that kind of how how that kind of worked then? Well, back at university, we weren't really thinking of publishing anything, I guess. It was more just making get, just games up for about fun. Just mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Okay. It's really the last couple of years where we've started to think about publishing a game and, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess we okay. stayed true to the prototyping sort of mottos, like to keep it cheap. So we just stuck with the 52 card deck and tried to make mm-hmm. different games from that, which was fun. Kind of unintentionally. What did you do? What did you do? Did you actually just draw the cards with like a marker or something like that? Or did you stick <laughs> kind of printed out pieces of paper to it? No, when you we were just remembered it. it. So I think the other game that went a bit better okay. was, was another game based on, oh, I'll just say it, Battle Royale. Yes. <laughs> right, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And Classic it, film, it was yeah, hilarious, yeah. yeah, because we would always have to remember that Nine was a sickle, I believe, yep. for example. Uh, do we have jetpacks? King, kings jetpacks? were the Uzis. Yeah, Kings was a gun. If you had two, that would be a Uzi. If you didn't oh, have yeah. a gun, you were screwed. Oh, two to five <laughs> was bullets. Yeah, two to five was bullets. And Jet, Jack was on. I think Jack was, was it health? Armour? No, armor. I thought... Perhaps, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, Jack was health, 10 was armour. Yeah. Bulletproof vest, yeah. yeah. And we would just remember it. So whenever I see a 10 nowadays, I just think bulletproof vest. And my favourite bit was <laughs> six, six, seven, eight, which was essentially rock, paper, scissors as a minigame in the middle of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we added yeah. a rock, paper, scissors minigame into it <laughs> just because... Did we not know what to do with those guys? Oh, yeah, we tried several iterations and we decided that rock, paper, scissors... Because uh, they started off being the only cards that could arm the bomb, right? But then every card could arm the bomb in the end. Yes. This is a very another subgame within the game where you yeah. could just randomly arm the bomb with any card. And if the bomb <laughs> went off, everyone. all players died. 
It sounded like a journey, guys. <laughs> I mean, it sounded, it sounded like you started off with like 52 cars and you just went, you just went somewhere with it. Did you write any of these rules down or is this yeah, stuff yeah. that you've just kind of like remembered? Is it all oh, written yeah. down? We have version history as well. Yeah. Yeah, we have a spreadsheet yeah, that tracks yeah. the difference. <laughs> yeah. Of course you of course you're a computer scientist and you've got a maths <laughs> guy there as well. Of course you're gonna be, you know and, and then the philosophy well. guy would just sit there and worry, you know, <laughs> why are we not doing this properly? <laughs> <laughs> why are we uh, is this more is this morally correct what we're doing? We better write everything down. Okay, so <laughs> can can other people play this game then? If you had the rules, could be other people could have a shot. Mm-hmm. Are you keeping this maybe for a kind of a different game for slight games then i mean is i mean is i guess my question is out of all these kind of games that you mucked around with yeah and i know you obviously you played the kind of the 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 real games for kind of fun but i mean that's two little games Have you thought about kind of bringing them back at a later date seeing as you've got version numbers and you've got spreadsheets <laughs> and you've got you know everything like that is that is that kind of a plan to dig back into the oldy slight games back catalogue to see what you can kind of drench up. Maybe. We've also got Maybe. quite a lengthy uh, forward catalogue <laughs> dreamt up as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So our plan was with Snitch to yeah. start out with a simple party game and mm-hmm. get the feel for how Kickstarters work. And if yeah. it's successful then gradually build up something a bit more complex. Yeah, okay. So when you came out, when you all finished university, I'm assuming you all finished with flying number ones and two ones and everything like that, and you all wore gowns and graduated with lots of honours and walked into fantastic careers and everything like that. Um, obviously, you stayed friends during that during that process. So, I mean, did you all? I mean, I mean, from that, when you obviously you're getting jobs, you're staying friends, were you then kind of starting to expand your board game collections yourselves then? <laughs> or with you being, with you being friends, I mean, um, did you, have you got your own separate collections or do you have like a group collection of games? Or do you just share games about so much that you don't even realise which games are which and whose games belong to who? Well, so we do have a group collection that belongs 99% to Robert. All right. Okay. So, so I guess I'll let I, Robert I explain seem, that. I seem to be the collector. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. My give give Robert. Give Robert the speaking. Give Robert the speaking stick. <laughs> so you can tell. Us. <laughs> Raise your hand first. I, I feel like I, <laughs> Raise, I. I was the teacher in the games for the rules. Yeah. And somehow I yeah. became the collector, therefore, of the games, <laughs> and I now have a pile, <laughs> which is quite large. Yeah. And maybe a basement. How many games do you buy per mm. hour? It's not on a per hour basis. <laughs> it's like it's taken ten years to build up. <laughs> look, look, let let him speak, Robert. Yeah. Robert, yeah. How many games have you got roughly? You're you're in, you're among friends. There's only just it's like board games anonymous. <laughs> it's well, it's kind of like that, except it's going in front of about a couple of hundred people. It's just going to be private, just between you and us. But how many games have you got, Rob? Hi, I'm I'm Robert, and I have 168 games, not including expansions. <laughs> <laughs> thank thank you for sharing, Robert. That's everybody. Give Robert a round of applause. Come on, give him a round of applause. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Thanks, guys. It feels good. Um, that's it's, it's always good to share. Um, how many of them have you played? Uh, about 162 of them. I've got a few that have come through recently that have been Kickstarters that just dropped in the last couple of weeks that I'm yet to play. Oh, okay. I, I, I must admit, I colour myself impressed because usually when I say to people, you know, how many games have you got? And they say, well, I've got 100. How many have you played? Um, 45. Um, oh, all the rest are really expensive cardboard ornaments, basically, <laughs> that I haven't managed to get to the kind of the table. Um, so are you, um, are you kind of like the main kind of collector then, Robert? I mean, you mentioned kind of Kickstarter. So what, what games have you had kind of drop recently that you're obviously looking forward to playing? Uh, Endeavour Age of Sail, which I have played once, but I'm, I'm looking forward to a few more games of. Um, I played that a couple of weeks ago myself, and we had Mark Spector on the show, and I didn't realise Mark Spector was involved in Endeavour Age of Sail. So <laughs> I mentioned it, and then he went, oh, I was involved in that, and I was like, ah! 
Um, it's really good. It yeah. was really good, isn't it? Yeah, it's the, good fir- the first go I had of it was awesome. So I'm I'm very excited about that one. Um, yes. Too yeah. too many bones, which uh, I've just got through the door this week. Um, but I've been I've played the computer version, but not played the uh, the full physical version, and haven't played Undertow yet, obviously either. So I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, anything else you got coming in? Do you back a lot then? Yeah, I think I've backed 40, 46 projects overall now on Kickstarter. I think I've got Crisis coming in soon. Um, yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's yeah, I quite like Kickstarter. It's a good, I, I, I think it's a good system. Yeah, I mean, does that, I mean, what about the rest of you guys? Do you kind of like back Kickstarter at all yourselves? Kind of Sean, hi, do you, do you kind of, dip your toes in or do you just say well Robert's going to back it so we'll not bother bit of both bit of both but yeah I mostly rely on Robert to get to play new games I do (laughs) do back a few myself and obviously I think a Kickstarter is a great platform for various reasons yeah yeah Yeah, so that's Robert kind of after UKG alright okay I usually just pick up a couple of games at Essen or UKG I don't usually Uh Uh back too many of the Kickstarters Mm-hmm. I might start looking into it a bit more. Trouble is, Robert's yeah. backed most of them already, so <laughs> feels duplicitous. <laughs> it's, point, isn't it? it's like that. It's like, I'm going to get a new iPhone X. Uh, don't bother, Robert's got them already. <laughs> it's all right, I'm going to go and pick up some milk. It looks like no, Robert's already got He's bought the expansion the packs for milk as well. It's all that. He's got creamer and he's got light sugar. As well, is that yeah, right? No he problem. went all in again, did he? He did, he did. And he's also the pledge manager's coming up, so he's potentially going to get custard creams <laughs> as the additional, <laughs> as the additional kind of paid for expansion. That's awful because I don't even know the man, and I feel like I'm insulting him. But um, I cannot, um, I cannot see a thing because I have got founders of Bloomhaven sitting here. I've got donning the purple sitting here. Mm. Um, I just um, somebody um, very kind of helped me um, get a hold of Vast because mm-hmm. I, I promised I wasn't going to mention Root. I am going to mention Root, but I looked at Root and then I went, "What else have these guys done?" And then Vast came up and went, "Oh, let's see what we can do." And um, yeah, so that's kind of sitting there, kind of waiting to to kind of get played. And things like uh, the Stonebound Saga, and uh, it's all just very embarrassing. You know, I talk more about games than I play them. It's just one of those <laughs> things. Um, but, I mean, obviously, you kind of got the bug through university, sitting down, you know, obviously inventing your um, uh, Fast and Furious knockoff game. <laughs> I know it's called Need for Speed. I didn't, you know, forget. Um, but then, I mean, at what point were you sitting about um, and thinking, actually, guys, let's... Um, let's make a concerted effort here and actually see about kind of taking an idea that we had and making it into some kind of reality. I mean, when when did that happen, Hi? If I recall correctly, I felt... I think we played a game of Robinson Crusoe, I think it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah. And I think we didn't enjoy it as much, or some of us didn't, so I think we started thinking of how mm-hmm. to modify it, and then we were... Wait, I'm just going to say now we love it. Massey tries to check James. We're not we're not in Portal. We love we love it. <laughs> yeah, I think it m- must have been a combination of uh, because it was not the only game we played that day. We probably played I don't know like a million that day. So it was towards the end of the day. Mm-hmm. We probably got tired. wasn't really focused. So we started modifying it and then. <laughs> it's okay. They don't they don't listen. It's fine. It's not like a, it's I not can like literally a see board game insider now just like. Taking this to pieces, <laughs> and podcast, it'll be great. <laughs> yeah, I mean, exactly. There's going to be headlines. You're going to be trending on Twitter. <laughs> slight, slight games. Robinson, who's Crusoe, hatred. <laughs> the hashtag, and then that's you're going to be right up at number one. Oh, right. We just got the winter um, cloud at the end of term five, and we just wanted to bury our heads in the sand. I don't know what happened. <laughs> There was much wailing and gnashing of the uh, gnashing of teeth, you know. Uh, one of my friends, a uh, friend of the show, Steve, he's got Robinson Crusoe, and he is. He, we're going to be playing it in the next couple of weeks um, when we arrange for it to come along. Um, and he says it's fantastic. So, guys, you're wrong. Just saying. Um, it's just an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. This. 
But no, I mean, I know, joking aside, you you obviously you went, you saw, you made some modifications to Robinson Crusoe, and then you um, decided to, I guess, kind of work on your own game then? Is that how it <laughs> kind of happened? No, I'll we'll talk about the origin of the name. Slight. <laughs> I think we'll come to that. Yeah. I just, I want, I just wanted to, to clarify. We didn't think that we could make a better game than Robinson Crusoe. We just. We were just sort Stop of experimenting. Yeah. This is fantastic. <laughs> guys, guys. We guys, need to change fine. the company you know, name now. <laughs> we definitely okay, call it like, games. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we definitely like games. Yeah, my name, Look, my name's Tom. And Mars is rubbish. So there you go. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. What? I like terraforming. What's Mars. that? Oh, it's rubbish. Come on, move along. Um, it is. All it's right. not. It's not good. It's kind of an entire game that the first hand is based around a random mechanics, and you're meant to build from that. So if you get a bad hand, you're stuffed. Come on. Um, it's not as it's good like as life. says. It's just, you know, it's not good. It's not, it's, you know, it's not worth the paper it's written on, even if it decided it was going to print itself in better paper. That's all I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> anyway, you <laughs> see? I feel like we should just, like, have a go at Blue Paper now, just for even and balance, you know? Oh, what a No, because, no, no, you can't. Um, Isaac Childress is. Isaac Childress is my cousin. He's coming round in the next couple of weeks. I don't want there to be some kind of awkward silence around the table when he says, oh, yeah, you had those guys from Slight Games, you know, um, those guys that mysteriously went missing after they talked about Gloomhaven on your show. I know, I have no idea, Isaac, what went on either. Um, but anyway, what was the, you were going to say? You were going to... you oh. <laughs> Before I again defended his decision over from this yeah. So, so stepping out of that, <laughs> you stepping. Yeah, I think stepping. we then thought, what if we like, what would what would feel like to try to make a game like and actually follow through and mm. at the end of it produce a physical game, and at least that appealed to me because uh, I never made anything physical. I just, mostly just do stuff on computers, which is all very very well and fine, but it's not, it's not can't touch it. So I, th- I mm-hmm. saw the appeal in that, and I thought, yeah, and I think others others thought, yeah, it'd be a good idea too. I mean, a question for you. Um, I mean, with you being involved in the kind of the computer science side of things, why aren't you doing an app or a game like a digital game as opposed to actually picking <laughs> up, you know, something analog? You know, what? I mean, what? You know, I mean, I, I think you know, as a, I've spoken to a lot of guys on your side that have been that have studied IT and have started down that line of saying, right, I'm going to make my own online kind of role-playing or dungeon crawler or XYZ kind of digital game. And then if not, I mean, was there any reason why you guys decided, well, we're going to go down the analogue route instead of hitting the digital and somebody's smirking away, so it sounds like you've tried it. Be (laughs) proud, Sean. (laughs) Usually for PC games, you need like a load of artwork. Yeah. To make it nice. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah, we don't know. Really so we did start that mercenaries thing, which we basically <laughs> were trying to build the like combat mechanism for a computer game that we then just ended up building into a card game rather than a yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an actual computer. <laughs> just like started prototyping out what the what the mechanics for the actual combat would be. And then just gave up yeah. on the coding it and just made it into a rule set that we followed as a game instead. Okay, okay. And also, so we want to do something as a group of friends as well. And like, there's only two of us out yeah. of four who are programmers. So yeah, I suppose. Like, I suppose. Well, Sean does yes. have his own game on the App Store. And uh, Really? Uh, is it called oh, Planet Run? Right? Yeah, Planet Run. Not sure if it's still up. Oh, right. <laughs> Might not have paid the Apple licensing fee. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's a cool little sort of casual game. You uh, you fly a rocket around planets and you try to jump from one orbit to the other. It's it's got quite a bit of skill and uh, it's it's really challenging and good fun. Yeah, yeah really inspired mm-hmm. by Kerbal Space Program. Oh that. yeah, no, there's a there's a there's a complicated little gem of a yeah. game that I've, uh, I've if I've ever heard. Is it then because because if you were wanting to get into the digital space, there was only really going to be two of you kind of involved in the project, whereas if it was going to be cardboard, I guess somebody saying, well, if we move this left instead of moving right, then somebody says, well, that's fantastic, but it's going to take 
four hours of <laughs> programming for me to actually get it to move from the left to the right. Whereas if somebody says, okay, I want to change this health down from a five to a three, it's just a case of kind of reaching over with a <laughs> black marker and scoring, scoring out the five and putting kind of like a three in its place. Does it give you... Is it easier for you to get a vision that you have for a game to see that quicker than if you're doing it in a kind of like a digital kind of route instead? Yeah, I think so. We started out making this just as some blank cards and a marker pen. Just mm-hmm. went from there. Okay. It just feel okay. Okay. Well, more accessible in a way. I think the original okay. sketch was made using Dominion cards, but I think it was yeah, Robert's idea that yeah. he just okay. came to one day and said, hey, I've got this idea for a game. So what was it? This this market is is, is like betrayed, and I don't know, I can't remember. This curse is something else, and then, yeah. And because we already got practice from Battle Royale, remembering you know that tense mm-hmm. is this, and it felt quite natural, and, and we played it a couple of times, mm-hmm. and iterated on that but yeah the original prototype was just using dominion cards even, which is a good game so robert so robert how have you felt that you've been obviously creating an idea and you've got three other people kind of riding your coattails to kind of glory i mean i, I firstly i clearly feel very <laughs> grateful that they did, decided not to go digital and stick with the analog for us as a layman who can't code <laughs> Because exactly. otherwise, it's all right, guys. You could. I'm just going to sit here and think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Pretty but I mean, much. but but how did they? I mean, I mean, in all seriousness, how did how did the kind of how did the idea kind of come about? Do you remember yourself, Robert? How you kind of got the idea and where it kind of came from? Was it just like one of these flash in the pan type things, or had you been thinking about something along those lines for kind of like a while? I mean, there was like a few iterations of this game before this game became kind of heist-themed and was like Mm -hmm. a multiplayer social interaction game. There was a version of it that was definitely to do with politics that was two-player, and Mm. it was to do with rushing to win the election, and that was literally (laughs) kind of (laughs) based around the primaries. That was in a game. Yeah. um, Wow. And then and then the mechanics of that became stealing jewellery and art instead of of winning states. Mm-hmm. So you were piling up cards on thieving jewellery rather than piling up cards to win a state. And then yeah, the, yeah. the concepts of that went into, okay, actually we could do this as a social deduction game, which looked like this. Yeah. That's how... Yeah, what was slight politics or whatever that name ended up as uh, <laughs> became became snitch vaguely. And and I mean, technically, you were actually predicting the future. Did you were you aware you could time travel at that time? <laughs> um, so I mean, what was how many iterations? How many iterations did snitch kind of go through before you went? kind of locking it down and because there's so many of you involved um, and normally in, in this kind of situation I'm usually speaking to one designer and they say well I'll tell you what I put something together and then I put it out to kind of play kind of play testing to see what other people kind of thought I mean when when the four of you and obviously Michael will not forget Michael um, almost forgot Michael um but when you were sitting down together, do you have to almost learn a little bit of a level of diplomacy on how kind of like you give feedback to each other and what they were kind of bringing to the table in terms of mechanics and and ideas? And did that did that kind of lengthen the process? Do you think, yeah, it's like or at work. did it make it? Yeah, sprint planning, right? false okay. reviews, <laughs> <laughs> appraisals. Did, <laughs> Who's who's the boss then? Was that you, Hi? Or was that? I don't think so. Hi, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> definitely. So I think it's just so kind of Robert, shared. So were you like Thomas Edison then, Hi? You kind of like you were just like the CEO. Robert came up with the idea, and you just says, "That's great. I'll have that. Thanks very much." And then I'm going to tell you what to do. Yeah. It's like a Steve Wozniak, Steve really. Jobs type thing. But Addison was like a Whichever bad, one I'm in that, I'm happy. Addison is a baddie, right? So I don't think I should be taking this as a compliment. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not. No, I'm not, I, I'm I just... I'm, I'm, 
I was very excited at the prospect that we have something that could work and I just wanted us mm. to create something. So uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I'm the boss. CJ created the idea and then we together sort of worked together. Everybody contributed something and then everybody mm. proposed something. What to do next, yeah, I believe. The, like, one of the core mechanics of generally most of our games that we create is the like reveal moment where mm. you like demonstrate like that you've won a hand or you've won the most money during the game or whatever and that's definitely something Sean did like ages mm. ago in a game of like a choir or something like that where he decided to stand up and put money down in order to like demonstrate that he still had more money than everyone else at the table and like this mm. we just add it to every game now yeah. that has anything where we've collected items over the course of the game our, our, our method for winning is not just counting up and saying well I've got 22 you stand up and you're like right have you still got more than 5 more than 7 more than 10 and until uh-huh. people just sit down and there's only just one person <laughs> left standing and that was Sean's kind of thing and, yeah. and I think since that pretty much most of the games we create have some sort of big reveal moment in them because we all enjoy those that was like a mini game within the game <laughs> a nice end game was it a, was it a conscious choice to go for a 3 player over a kind of a 2 player because one of the, I guess one of the things that um, I see Again, it's like three-player games. People are like, ah, oh, I don't like, not sure about three-player games because it needs three of us and I've only got one other friend kind of thing. Um, but was that, again, because of you guys designing it together as a team? That Did the two-player side of things, did that just just really not work as a dynamic kind of when you were playing the game? I think just because this one's social deduction, we felt like two-player was just too <coughs> zero-sum. So it didn't really mm. work for this one. We've definitely got quite a few two-player things in the hopper and that we've looked at in the past. And, like, yeah, mm-hmm. the politics version of this when it started was two-player. Mm. Um, yeah, okay. It, at the point where it became social deduction, it, it became a bit too zero-sum to be two-player still, so we just kind of let it drift up to three and above. And, yeah, goes from okay. three okay. To, to double boxing to ten players. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask that. I mean, you can... It looks like it's the type of game that you can you can kind of scale up to have a lot more players than it just says on the box, which sounds, which is always kind of kind of interesting, and also obviously makes people want to pledge for two copies instead of kind of like the one, <laughs> yeah, the one kind of copy. Um, in terms of thing, I mean, in terms of kind of like once you had everything kind of there, did you? Was there stuff that you've taken out that you had to scale back, that you had to strip out in order to kind of streamline the game experience? Yeah, I mean, we took out objective cards. So, wait, wait. So, I mean, iteration one had a different deck for the contract cards than from the cards that were dealt to the players. So that okay. changed because that just turned out to me administratively quite fiddly, um, and it was quite mm-hmm. easy to end up mixing the two decks. Then iteration two had contract cards, which had you know, a specific heist objective in different situations. And we took those out because whilst they were good, they didn't. There's a bit of background noise. Um, they didn't. Um, they didn't. They 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 didn't. Um, they didn't necessarily add as much as the complexity that they added. So I think for like a, a player who wanted a heavier game, the objective cards yeah. are really good. But for a true kind of party game, they didn't, they didn't work as well. Um, so it was just kind of finessing it to the audience, hopefully, meant that um, we ended up with the version that it is today. Okay, we used to have bidding as well at some point, the contract bidding. Right, okay. yeah, I was bidding, I was betting as well, yeah, yeah. a bit of gambling. Yeah, I just figured, like, when you take mechanics away and just pair it down to the bare minimum, you actually get. A more accessible and simpler game. So, and we decided to run with that. Okay. We'll market it as a game that you can teach to other people very easily and get them into sort of the world of board games. And then we'll put a web yeah. device in at the end afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is that important? I mean, is that important to you guys to make sure that, like, for your first game, that the game is kind of very accessible, that it's easy to kind of pick up and play, and that you know people can just feel comfortable with jumping in and kind of um, kind of getting involved. I think that's how it evolved eventually, because as a first project, we wanted to make sure that we can deliver, so sort of remove the risks as much as possible. Obviously, make a game that works, 
and yeah. keep simplifying it until until it's until it's good. Okay. In terms of the game art, was that something that you did in house, or did you farm that out to kind of like someone else? <laughs> we found an artist in Romania and uh, through some okay. through some connections I had, and, uh, and yeah, that's that's how we found them. It's very striking. I mean, that's one of the things about the game is it's not tried to be kind of the easier route would be obviously to be going around down the kind of the overly realistic route, but you've gone for something that's very very simple, not simplistic. Not simple, but very, very striking in terms of kind of like the colour scheme mm. and things like that. Which is, a, I, I mean, I guess you've got a very, very small time to kind of, to, I guess, to kind of show what the message of the game is, how easy it is to play, you know, what the kind of the general theme is. Exactly. And that was one of the things that I've noticed when I've, when I've seen it, is it's like, it's very clear. Mm. <laughs> it's very clear, very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um what kind of game you can expect to kind of be, kind of be finding, um, with, <clears throat> with you guys being a team of four, has it been easier to delegate tasks to people, um, while you know while while you've been kind of working on the kicks, you know while you've been working on the Kickstarter, Sean, um, has Hi been a good boss, <laughs> or has he? <laughs> Has he got has he got you working lots and lots of um hours while he catches up on um say watching Netflix, for instance? Or <laughs> do you feel do you feel he's pulling his weight? Um uh, that's a, um, no, he definitely leads by example, let's say. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's put a lot of work into it. Yeah. No, but in all seriousness, I mean with you being kinda of like the team of four has it been easier for you to kind of like work on your own sections to kind of bring it together? Has that made kind of organising the Kickstarter kind of like a, a much more kind of straightforward kind of process rather than you all having to kind of like concentrate on, you know, one section at a time or being as a like an individual having to do everything yourself? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we split up the tasks quite cleanly. So one of us deal with mm-hmm. sort of writing email copy or Kickstarter copy one of us mm-hmm. look into the production, mm-hmm. one of us look into film- fulfilment, and then mm-hmm. each of us would get together to review what we'd done. So okay. we get okay. a lot of feedback as well. So I think it works pretty well. Okay. Is there spreadsheets? Yes. <laughs> there is a Trello that nobody except me looks at. And I, I've <laughs> logged into Trello now. I've logged into oh, Trello. And Robert has managed to log in uh, a Once. week ago. Yeah. Once <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> And I've set up the Trello <gasps> oh possibly at beginning of the year. But well, that's I've okay. got email notifications from Trello. <laughs> oh, really? You must get a lot of them then. <laughs> I get a lot. I get a lot. Hi has moved this task that was assigned to you to complete. Wow. And I was like, oh, oh, that's good. I'm glad it's marked as complete as well <laughs> as being complete. <laughs> that's because he, he knows it's done. He just he knows he couldn't be bothered going into Trello to mark it as completed. <laughs> I just but stick to the spreadsheet. I used, I've used I've used Trello at work, and that's why I'm kind of chuckling away because Wait, it's what, the type what, of Trello? thing. It's the type of thing I would do. It's kind of don't listen to Sean. He's don't tired. ask. <laughs> Sean's, Sean's just got his his clever trousers on. Today. I mean, Mike, um, Michael's just found out this Trello, right? So. Yeah. So nobody's knows this, even, exactly. even on these guys. So this, here's a small secret: mm. I spent a whole day trying different project management tasks, uh, applications. Sorry, I think there's one I'm not going to advertise, them, but I tried like five different ones. And because I didn't want yeah. to bother these guys, I made up three email addresses for them, so I could register four different accounts to test them out. <laughs> yeah, they no, their faces are email address, address for me. Yeah. And then I just went back to Trello. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I, I still get four e- four emails per each service advertising their services. Like, hello, Sean. Hello, Robert. Hello, Michael. Uh, but it's just me. There is some level of GDPR that just got breached in some horrible way. <laughs> oh, no. I just... Yeah, well. <laughs> Gmail allows you to generate new email addresses, so that's what I used. It's just... It's all coming out now, isn't it? <laughs> This yeah. is all this, you know what I mean? You're almost funded. This is when it all starts to crack. <laughs> this is like the fuck. This is like the beginning. And 
It's like that. It's like that controversial first album where it turns out it sounded fantastically sweet, but in the background, the fights that were going on were absolutely <laughs> ridiculous, all evolving around project management. I, <laughs> that's something. That's still something to confess. That reminds me of somebody saying, "Oh, do you know what? I'm having a real trouble trying to keep on top of the dirty washing." And the other person says, "Do you know what? Just put it in that basket in the corner." I put all my stuff in there and see about three days later after I put it in that basket, I find it in the other cupboard and it's all clean. It's a miracle. <laughs> so this is so this is it. This is high sitting there going, look, I am in charge of this and I've tried to make it this happen. And he's like claiming full responsibility, I think, you know. I, I, I use like Trello myself. But I wanted to click on people's faces <laughs> and tell them what to do. Oh, hang on. Yeah. Hmm, okay. I don't know what you're going to do once the, once this kickstart. Oh well, no, I suppose once the Kickstarter's over, then you, you have to go into Trello Overdrive because then you have to make sure that the game the game actually reaches kind of people's people's homes and people's houses. And oh, that's don't worry about that. Half of the cards already <laughs> talk about production. Really? Mm. That's that's good. Cool. So have you have you gone into this with a view of getting as much done as possible before the kind of the campaign finishes? Then. Uh, yeah, we've been looking at. Uh, manufacturing options and where to make the metal coins and all of that and uh, there's, there's been mm-hmm. lots and lots of discussion about shipment so I f- mm-hmm. feel like we have reasonable handle on things obviously okay. Okay. once we actually go into do the real thing then we'll learn a lot more yeah yeah, I think that's the first time that people learn about <clears throat> logistics is when they all of a sudden realise they've got to send five hundred things out to yeah. people, <laughs> and they've realised this become a sudden a, a kind of a sudden reality. Yeah. In terms of the manufacturing, are you keeping it within the UK? Are you kind of going into like you, are you sourcing into kind of Europe? Or are you going to kind of like China to get the kind of the cards kind of made up? Is are you are you looking at just looking at your options at the moment? Uh, we're looking at options, but most likely we'll have to go abroad for this. Yeah, is that just to keep the the kind of the costs and stuff down? Then? Yeah, we have to keep the costs down. The game is twelve pounds, okay. and the uh, the the Kickstarter wisdom is I can't remember something like four times, five times of the production cost is your retail price or something like that. So we we gotta we, so we're not really making this to make any profit we just want to make a game but we yeah. that people will enjoy uh, but we mm-hmm. also want to run it a bit like a business so making sure that we don't lose money just because we wanted to make something like this to make it what's it been what's it been like um from the marketing point of view as a you know as a new as a new new guy new guy on the block <laughs> Not obviously just one guy, obviously there's four of you. But what has it been like kind of like kind of getting the word out there, getting the name out there, building the audience, building the brand? Is that is that been another kind of step out the kind of the comfort zone? Has that been a relatively easy thing to do? Or is it um are you being surprised by the maybe the, the amount of effort or how little effort you've had to put in to kind of build up an audience? I think it's been it's been interesting. It's been Difficult at times, and then sometimes kind of you seem to suddenly get like a little breakthrough, and things go really well, and people like it, retweet it, post it again on Instagram, or like it on Instagram, whatever. And you know, suddenly it's um, you get a little burst, and it, it seems like it's going really well. And then it's quite difficult to, to judge, I think. I don't, I, I also do reviews outside of uh, the design work that I do, I do some review work that I've been doing for about a year now maybe a little bit more and so I know a few people Mm -hmm. through that and they've been really kind and supportive of us and helped us build our audience so that's been that's been a big part of it and really helpful what kind of review stuff is it you do Uh, I do uh, reviews for different games and I do strategy tips for people who have not played the game many times but kind of want to learn about how they might beat the person in their group who's always winning that game um, it's called Elusive Meeple. Um, Dot com. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That rings a bell. I mean, there's lots of, obviously, people called Meeple. Yeah. But the Elusive one definitely... <laughs> the Elusive thing definitely rings a, 
brings it brings a kind of belt. You should have said we should just had you on by yourself. We could have left the other guys <laughs> having a good chat. Could have had a good chat about reviewing games and content creation. It's all right. We can get you back another time. I'll be fine. But I mean, with you, I mean, again, with you kind of having that, um, with you having that experience, did that make it kind of easier for you to know who to speak to, who to get the attention of? Um, yeah. And things like that, kind of when you were looking to build the kind of the audience. I mean, it certainly yeah. gave us a few kind of little bits of uh, conventional wisdom, as it were, that I've tried to pick up over the year, things like the Follow Friday and all of those kind of things mm-hmm. that we just hopped on immediately of like making sure we engaged with the community and supported other people as well. And actually that's been you know, really great because actually we've met loads of new people through that and that's been pretty exciting to hear what other people are up to and see what other, other people are doing. So. Mm-hmm. If you had known that Hai was talking to me about coming on the show, would have you have stopped him? Oh, no, I did now. <laughs> did you? Yeah. And you said yes? Yeah. God, that's nice of you. <laughs> um, if, I mean, to get involved in the project, to get yourself pledged, to get yourself a copy, I mean, how much is it going to be to get involved, really? Yeah, um, I mean, the... the Basic game is is twelve pound for the product itself and four pound shipping. Um, mm-hmm. The double copy is uh, twenty pound and six pound shipping, and the deluxe copy or the informant, uh, as it's called on the on the Kickstarter, is fifty five pound, and I think the same shipping yeah, as same shipping as the double because it's a double copy, so six. Yeah. But um, that's that's okay. that's all UK shipping assumptions. There's uh, various prices for Europe and yeah. US, of course. Wanted to make sure it was globally mm-hmm. available. Mm-hmm. Um, but the mm-hmm. um, but yeah, we tried to keep it a good price point for people to enjoy a small kind of fun co- compact card game. Um, so the shipping to UK is definitely the most affordable, I guess, because yeah. we're distributing from the UK and we made the game here, so we wanted to make it. Appealing to you, we spelled honor right, so we wanted to entice. <laughs> yeah, I think ones. people sh- people should people should back you just on that because I'm looking at a copy of No Honor Among Thieves, and I'm actually tempted to get some Tipex and a biro <laughs> and just sort out the spelling on that because every time I look at it, the, the kind of the, the the grammar person inside me goes, "It's a U, it's got a U in it." There's no, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I'm I'm calm. I've let, I've actually got myself kind of staring at it on a regular basis to help me realise I can kind of overcome my barriers um, and my hurdles in my life. Um, ha, I mean, has this? Have you been? You've been pleasantly surprised by the amount of interest that's in the game and the level that you are just now, because it's fairly. I mean, Kickstarter is a battlefield at the best of times, and everybody's kind of vying for. A bit of attention and a bit of the, you know a bit of a pie, and for everyone that I see that does kind of really well, and there's ones that just kind of break the kind of the glass ceiling, like say you know um, micro brew by one mm. free elephant that went mm. on to do like kind yeah. of like six figures, but for every one of those, I also see another one which kind of it makes its target, but kind of you know it it it, it gets funding and, and and you know it, but it was it was kind of a bit squeaky bum time. Towards the end, I guess dice summoners is probably probably kind of the latest one, um, and then there's other ones which are just they just don't seem to kind of maybe get the traction, and it's impossible to kind of tell. So from your point of view, have you been like, you know, actually, this isn't just kind of like a game that we used to play. It's not a game that we've had play tested. It's not a game we've just done the graphics for. But this is potentially with the the way things are going just now, this is going to be become an actual kind of reality. Is that kind of like a weird situation to kind of be in, I guess? I'm pretty excited about it. It's slightly kind of weird. I was definitely like freaking out a little bit on day one when it was looking at it and going, hmm, have we done enough? Has it got <laughs> enough of an audience? And will we get there? And then day two was great and day three was pretty good too. And then suddenly we were quite a lot of the way there and it's just ticked up nicely since mm. and, you know, I I know at least, at least on my part I spend half my day staring at, at Kickstarter now in the little <laughs> in the little breaks I get have a little look see if anyone backed be be super grateful if they did be super sad if they didn't yeah. um, spend the other yeah. half a day also looking to make sure when Robert is not looking then I'm looking. <laughs> 
because <laughs> you're taking it in, sh- yeah. taking it in turns <laughs> and taking it in shifts kind yeah. of thing. It's d- what about mm. building the community? What about building the community within Kickstarter? As in, kind of making sure you're kind of responding to kind of comments, you know, kind of trying to get a little bit of a, com- a conversation kind of going within, you know, the kind of the, the campaign itself. Um, have you been conscious of kind of making sure you're kind of putting up updates that you're keeping kind of people informed and things like that? Well, we've been responding to every individual backer personally and thanking them. Uh, some of them do reply and then we have a conversation. We do have one very excited backer who's been uh, sort of commenting uh, every time we reach some sort of milestone, uh, possibly before we even notice. So I think it's very, very key. And we, we, we are excited about anyone who likes our game and we, we try to engage with them because we're, we're very happy for that people like it. Yeah. Is that strange to get someone like that? I remember speaking to um, Mark Neidlinger um, from Orange Nebula when they were doing, um, when they were bringing kind of uh, vindication and uh, they were saying that the the entire community kind of took off and it was almost like a case you got people kind of answering questions about the rule books or people kind of backing you up when you know or, or, or egging things on or, or, or saying, Oh share these links, share this, let's get some kind of noise out there. Is it strange to see somebody that you know doesn't actually have anything more than maybe a financial commitment to the project to be kind of so vocal and so kind of like a little like a cheerleader in your corner, kind of like willing you on and hoping you succeed. Is that kind of a is that kind of cool thing to have? <laughs> I, mean, I, th- I I found it amazing the support that we've got from backers who we don't know, whether it's through the comments on Kickstarter, some of them have messaged us and told us different review sites that they read and listen to and things like that. Mm-hmm. And we've followed mm-hmm. up with them. And I mean, you know, some of the support that we've got from people has just been incredible. And like it's it's really like it's the nicest thing that, that happens out of the project. And you read all the horror stories about people who go on and, and comment nasty things on the internet and actually to have people who genuinely just go on and say nice things and mm. actually want to be helpful and positive, it's it's incredibly, yeah. incredibly nice. Yeah, that would be... A shout out to Team Trevor as well, who have been very supportive. Hey! Team Trevor! Good, go Team go team Trevor! And people are going, what? <laughs> it's like, go to hashtag Team Trevor and you'll find you'll, out more. And we're all... Find it more, indeed. We're the kind of the bunch that's. I think it came as a joke, and then somebody says, "What do we call ourselves?" We went team Team Trevor, and then it seems to be growing every kind of Friday. And you know, I'm just you know, it's become a thing. We need to get T-shirts. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but going forward, are you? Is the mindset changed slightly in the team that is now a case of? It's no longer a case of. Let's see how this goes, and then we'll think about the next game to actually saying, right, okay, let's see what the next game is going to be. Let's start to think about what we're going to do this, how we're going to approach it, what our plans are going to be. Are you already planning the kind of the the next game down the line for kind of like slight games then? Um, no, I wouldn't say so. We definitely want to ship this game first. Um, yeah, are you kind of are you are you kind of being kind of softly, softly kind of approach and wait and see what actually happens before you jump on anything else then yeah I'd say let's see if we fund first I mean we're not there yet it feels yeah. close but anything could happen yeah <laughs> <laughs> but you must be excited though definitely we are excited, excited. Yeah. Yeah. after that first day it's like, I feel like it could have gone either way but after the first day we reached a thousand pounds so happy with that I feel like, yes, <laughs> it's, it's actually <laughs> could happen. So yeah. I mean, it's yeah, not a yeah. very big funding goal, but it's you know it's our baby and we're excited about it. And that people, yeah, people like it. Exactly. Like the game, like it enough to support it. And we're very grateful for that. If you could, I mean, if, say this romps home and everything goes, you know, and everything goes well and it's all funded and it gets kind of... Um, goes out there and you know, gets distributed and, and everybody starts playing it and Slight Games moves on to the next project. What would you like to do yourselves? What would your ideal game be? And I want you to give me an answer each. I don't want the group answer. I'd like to hear. <laughs> I'd like to hear kind of what you would like, what's your ultimate game that you would like to create would be? Um, 
Rob. Ooh. I don't know. I feel like I've I'm just gonna rip off all of the games I really enjoy. Um, <laughs> what would my ideal be? I think it would be some horrible blend of an like eighteen XX game and food chain magnet. It would just be <laughs> it would be brutal. It would involve mergers and companies, and there'd be different points for your company as to your player. And it just be it be it would be a brutal company based game. I love Acquire. I love eighteen XX games. Mm. Love Vichy Magnet and uh, Indonesia and the and antiquity. So it'd be in that ilk. What would you call it? Uh, give, give it a name. Come on, give it a name. Make it exist, Robert. Come on. Give it a name. I feel like I'm now biased by the A fact that I'm staring at a heist game as I talk about this, and B the fact that we had a conversation about creating a money laundering game earlier. <laughs> somehow it would be a money laundering game. <laughs> Snitch follow up. <laughs> Snitch, Snitch dirty money. Got the loot, <laughs> Snitch two. Snitch harder. <laughs> um, what about you? What about you, Sean? Um, what what kind of game would you like to to see? If obviously if you could go ahead and do anything at all, what would you like to see kind of coming out and or getting added to the kind of the slight games portfolio? So I really like economic games, almost economic mm-hmm. simulations even. So anything with sort of a, yeah. a market involved, bidding, prices mm-hmm. fluctuating, so something on that kind of on those kind of lines. Cool. Okay. And uh, what about you, Hi? What would you like to see? Or what would you, what's, you've, you've probably got ideas. Well, if I can speak on behalf of Michael, because I think he's got a cool project too. Mm. He, uh, he made this game about rewilding, which I thought, in terms of theme, was, was quite, quite very new and I was blown away by that. Mm-hmm. The game had lots of cards okay. and had lots of fiddly bits and pieces, but I like the, the idea and the sort of the, the setup. That was cool. All right, okay. And I generally would like to help other people bring their ideas to reality because I don't really have any ideas. (laughs) Oh come on, (laughs) that's that's so so diplomatic. Compact answer. (laughs) It is. He's an execution guy. guy. (laughs) It's a game called. It's a game called Cop Out. (laughs) (laughs) And and and. and the idea is that you have to um, let's let's make this now, hi. Okay. <laughs> the idea of cop out is that you and he's logging into Trello. <laughs> play you have to play a level or a certain number of excuse cards in order to get away with something. Now, They're very British excuses game. they have. That well, they have influences over how the rest of the people kind of view you. So you can play kind of extreme excuse cards, and people will either be sympathetic towards mm. you or think that you are taking the Michael. And the idea at the end of the day <laughs> is you've got to try and get away with you've got to get and get away with as many as many outrageous kind of excuses as possible. And how you do that is by building up your sympathy sympathy side. Mm. So that takes you into the positive and then that allows you to to kind of subtract the ridiculous excuses for kind of later on. <laughs> there you go. Cop out. Cop out. You know like- social game for Four-player game, get it made, there you go. I feel like you can use quite a lot of the fog of love mechanics for that, going back and forward on the like dials there. <laughs> if, if I was to make a <laughs> game, then I, I think go. I would focus on experiences. I was toying in with the idea of a game that about memory loss. I haven't really made it work yet, but it's something I would find interesting. And Hi just wins the show. That's it. Show's over, folks. <laughs> Um, I'd like, I'd like to actually that? see that more. <laughs> I've, I've, I've. Where am I, <laughs> Mom? Um, well, you, you were thinking of guys, a game about weather gods or something like that. At least, I. <laughs> that's happening. You have no idea how many DMs I have at the moment. <laughs> I have about, I have about fifty-seven different mechanics about the um, weather dogs, the weather gods. Um, is definitely going to happen in one way, <laughs> shape, or another. I might release like three or four different games because people are saying this has to happen. It's like okay, it'll happen. It'll be coming to Kickstarter later on next year. Is it going to um, come with snow um, and rain? And we'll be in the deluxe version. Um, just yeah, 
I think that would be hilarious if you actually just sent out bags of water to people. <laughs> or a little jar of a little jar of air and go, there you go, there's your wind. <laughs> um, you know, I think that would be absolutely fantastic. Um, if people want to keep an eye on you lot, but not Michael, because he couldn't be bothered showing up, <laughs> where do we... F- where- I'm not going to forget this, Michael. You might be listening now. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you right now. I'm looking at you too. Yeah. Anyway, if people want to find you on the internet webs, where do we find you on the internet webs, gentlemen? Well, we are Slight Games uh, pretty much everywhere. So that's on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, www.slightgames.co.uk and the website as well. Excellent. Um, if you want to keep an eye on what we're up to and after listening to this, we kind of hope you do. We hope at least 15% of you going to do because, you know, that's how these things go. Um, you can find us on Twitter, which is We're Not Wizards. You can find us on Facebook, which is, guess what? We're Not Wizards. You can find us on Instagram, which is We're Not Wizards. You can find us on YouTube. And then you can find us on all these podcast places. You've got like, we're on Spotify and uh, we're on Stitcher and Spreaker and Acast. You can go onto our website, which is we'renotwizards.com. You can go onto our blog, which is we'renotwizards.blogspot.com. If you like swords. Gentlemen, do you like swords? Sounds like a no. You don't like swords? How can you not like swords? We need swords um, and magic. <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> even want to even Much prefer wands, but yeah. I right okay this is rubbish um, I'm going to just completely cut the whole thing Uh-oh. it's just an actual disaster would you like to win a, would you like to win a game about making a sword and the answer to that is yes I mean, yes definitely yes, yes. I, 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 definitely I, I, okay. I want to know how Will you make a sword <laughs> what game is this okay well we we are giving away a copy of the game Sword Crafters uh-huh. by Adam's Apple Games. And in order to win a copy of Sword Crafters by Adam's Apple Games, we want you to do one thing and one thing only, which is to send us a photograph of you with a sword that you've crafted. It can be out of anything. Lego, cheese, carpets, line up a fleet of cars so overhead it looks like a big sword. Whatever you want, show us your chopper. <laughs> um, if you want to do it on Twitter, just you know, use the hashtag... <laughs> I'm a sword crafter, not a wizard. Okay, not a wizard. Thanks very much. And uh, we'll be picking an entry, me and Adam from Adam's Apple Games, when we get entries in for us to look at. And what we'll do also, gentlemen, is we'll take the links that you've given us this evening and we'll put them in the show notes so that we have notes to show. Um, What else was I going to say? Oh, Apple podcast joke. You know, 10 stars if you like us. Don't give us zero stars because that makes us cry. Give us five in the middle because it's average and we're decidedly average. But the people that have not been average tonight, it's Sean, it's Robert, it's Hi, it's not Michael, it's Slight Games. <laughs> Thank you very, very much for coming on, gentlemen. Thank you so much Thank for having us. It's been an absolute pleasure. There are no, <laughs> there's only two more things to do. I'm dreading this next bit after the chat that we had with when we organised this conversation in the first place. The first place is the first thing is to remember that we are many things, but we're not wizards. Are we wizards, gentlemen? Uh, no, Harry. I mean, I I <laughs> confirm I am Most not a wizard. Certainly not. Absolutely fantastic. Um, and the second thing to do is to say goodbye. So it's a good goodbye from the gentleman at Slight Games. Say goodbye, hi. Goodbye, hi. Say goodbye, Sean. Bye. Say, say goodbye, Robert. So long. Say goodbye, Michael. We can't say goodbye because you're not here. So there you go. And it's, he said it at the beginning of the show. I don't care. He's getting cut out. I can. I have the power to edit um, things, stuff, and everything like that. Just don't sass him too um, much. He's bigger than and us. It's, <laughs> good. And it's a goodbye from me. Remember, stay safe. Uh, roll6s.com and um, if you're after something nice and nifty and a little bit shifty and you want to be accusing people or kind of stealing from them to try and get the upper hand 
then um, have a look at Snitch. It's almost there. It's almost funded. Check it out. We'll put the link in the show notes. But until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye.